There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to On Deck with Stan C. On the show, I tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. And I did say that season four will be featuring a lot of my own stories. And I appreciate everybody who's been sending me messages of support, uh, just chiming in, checking out the podcast, letting me know that they've been listening and liking the content so far. And if you want to share the podcast with your other friends who either just want to hear about radio here in the Philippines or know about how the sausage is being made and all that, then go ahead and follow the podcast on deck with Stan C. It's on Spotify. Please give me a five-star rating while you're at it. It'll go a long way towards fighting the algorithm. And if you want to support the show through your online shopping, you can do that as well. Sakto, there's a 3-3 sale happening on Shopee tomorrow. So all you have to do is to pick up your mobile phone, go to the browser, and type in this URL. It's podlink.co slash on deck. Again, it's podlink.co slash O-N-D-E-C-K. It'll take you straight to the Shopee app. Then from there, add to cart and check out. And a portion of what you spend will go to Podcast Network Asia and the show to help keep the lights on at no extra cost to you. So once again, the Shopee affiliate link is podlink.co slash on deck. Right, so the last couple of weeks, I've been dealing with my lingering bitterness, lingering resentment, getting all up in my feelings. So I decided to switch things up a bit for this one. And I want to tell you about something that's been on my mind about being a radio presenter all these years. And it's all about how being a radio DJ is actually a full-time job. I know, what a concept, right? Okay, the misconception is pag DJ ka, you only work three, four hours a day. However long your show is basically, like your show starts, that's when work starts. And then when you say goodbye, sign off or whatever, that's when the show ends. So that's actually not true from my experience. Like I used to think that way as well. And my friends would come up to me and say, na, oh, suerte mo naman. you don't have to wake up early. You'll just come in for your 4 to 8 p.m. show at like 3 p.m. Get ready. Then after that, solve ka na. Again, that's not true. It could not be further from the truth because... From my experience, as soon as I would say goodbye and play our last song or even as the show is going on all the way until the show ends and beyond that, I'm already thinking about how to make the show better. So I'm not sure where the obsession comes from. I don't know if I have this compulsive need to be the very best like no one ever was. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think it was like an obsession, I guess, with just trying to be 
at the top of the ratings game or to show that I was more than this nerdy kid who had this opportunity to be on the air and to play music. I really don't know. But I would find myself just constantly tinkering with all these ideas. Like what segments could we introduce? What games could we play? Hell, I would think of fun ways to segue one song to another. Like whenever I'd be driving, I'd be listening to other radio shows. I'd be like, oh, okay na segue yun na. Here's a quick sidetrack. We're going to call these B-sides, all right? Yung uh, side notes natin on the show. So here's a B-side. I would be driving, going from point A to point B. I'd be listening to the radio. And every time a DJ would execute a really good segue that I hadn't tried, I'd take note of it. I'd take note of it for two reasons. One, so I could jack it and do it myself in a future radio show, like, you know, a couple weeks later. And two... So I could try to see what other songs would work with a similar type of segue. So if you listen to enough music, you'll find yourself being so familiarized with intros and extros, instrumentation, sequences, and all that stuff. Now, you'll start thinking of songs as a puzzle. Like, how can I put this song and this song together? Pati yung mga bagay na yun, ko talaga. So I'm thinking about all these ways that I can just improve the show and make it sound like it's as good as all the other shows that I myself would listen to. So I would find myself sitting down watching TV or watching a movie, even yung mga YouTube videos that I would find. And I would think to myself, how can I incorporate this shit on air? One of the more recent instances that I really thought about how I could incorporate something I saw on TV onto the radio show was when I found myself watching Late Night with Seth Meyers right about the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. So yung sister ko kasi, she really loves watching these late night shows. Uh, sina Trevor Noah, Seth Meyers, John Oliver, Stephen Colbert. Lahat yung favorite niya. So I was watching Late Night with Seth Meyers with her. And there was one segment that really stood out to me. It's called, What Does Karen Know? And it features Seth Meyers and one of his staff writers, Karen Chi, who's also a comedian and a writer. And he tests her knowledge of Gen X pop culture. So si Karen Chi, she's in her late 20s and sobrang millennial niya. And it's really funny watching her react to these Gen X, maybe even boomer pop culture things that alam na alam ni Seth Meyers and... Ako, as an older millennial, I kind of recognize some of them, but I don't know all of them. And see, si Karen Chi, mas lalong hindi niya alam yung ibang mga bagay na pinapresent ni Seth Meyers. And I found it so hilarious just watching her react to it. And I was like, huh, I think I can do something like this on air. And at the time, partner ko si Debbie Ten. And Debbie moved here to the Philippines. Here's a quick little B-side. She moved here to the Philippines in her teens when she was, I believe, in high school or fresh out of high school. So her knowledge of Philippine pop culture isn't as developed as most local radio DJs. So I was thinking of doing something similar, like what does Debbie know? And I would watch her or listen to her, because not radio, but I would listen to her react to Philippine pop culture or, you know, stuff now for us here in the Philippines, sobrang familiar sa atin. But to her, who's only really been living in the Philippines full time for, what, like a decade or however long, it's a bit foreign to her as a concept. Stuff like, bigyan ng jacket or whatever else, you know, like if Sana All had come a few years earlier, I'd probably be including that in the list as well. So there, I would try to incorporate all these things and I kid you not, I would find inspiration for segments in the weirdest of sources. 
So here's another B-side here. I would find myself on the deepest, darkest corners of the internet. And I'd be watching stuff like the Howard Stern show on Sirius XM from back in the day. Back when it was really raunchy. Like he would have these penthouse pets on the show. And they would be doing these outrageous things like, like the penthouse pets sitting on a Sibian. You know, I'm not going to tell you what a Sibian is. If you want to know what that is, just go look it up. All right. So I would watch like the Howard Stern show or the Playboy Morning Show, which is a legit radio show with a video component, which ran on Sirius XM as well and on uh, Playboy TV. And they would actually have legit segments. I mean, yes, there was a lot of nudity. Yes, there was a lot of sexual stuff being presented on the show. But there were actual segments as well that I found interesting. There was this one segment on the Playboy Morning Show called Synonyms. And they spelled it S-I-N-O-N-Y-M-S. It's game na you would have one word, let's say, fuck. And yung two players, the two contestants, magbabatuhan sila ng synonyms of the word fuck. So person A would say, make love. Person B would say, copulate. Then person A ulit, they would have to find another synonym for fuck. And they would just go on and on until somebody breaks and just isn't able to provide a synonym anymore. And then they lose and uh, probably take off an article of clothing. But anyway, it was a good segment, all right? It was really, really fun. And it was something I also wanted to bring on air. So again, the reason I'm telling you these stories is because I would find inspirations for segments from the most unlikely sources. I shit you not. And if you take the raunchiness out of it, there were actually some pretty good ideas in there, all right? The people over in those satellite radio shows knew what they were doing. My mind would always be thinking about how to make the show better, how to make the show better. And on top of that, pag my partner ka, you're also trying to make sure that you have a very harmonious, very good relationship with your partner. In fact, in an ideal world, you're regularly communicating with your partner. Like, you don't have to be close. You don't have to be best friends or like blood brothers or whatever. But you have to have something going. There has to be a legit relationship. And I'm not going to sit here and claim to be an expert about maintaining great relationships with your partners because I've had some partnerships that really went south. Like, we were friends before becoming radio partners. And then when the show ended or when we went our separate ways, we were not friends and we don't have a relationship anymore. But that's a story for another day, right? I will say, though, that I've been very fortunate that my partners that the working relationship became so good that we ended up becoming very close friends. Like I can rattle off at least a handful of my former partners who I still have very good, very close relationships with to this day. And, you know, it's not like I've had a lot. I've only had 11 radio partners over the span of 11 or so years. So, you know, it's not that bad. But, you know, even maintaining that relationship with your partner, for some people, that could be work. For me, depending on who the partner was, it didn't feel like work, but it also felt like work. Because as an inherent introvert, the act of going out, going to events, that's work for me. Like it really takes a lot of energy. Like I have to build that up and then be able to make an appearance or to go out and and dress up and, and spend money. That's work for me. But when I was lucky enough to have on-air partners who were close friends of mine and who continue to be close friends of mine, I would find myself hanging out with them after the show. Yung tipong, right after we play our last song, I'd be like, oh, tara, breakfast tayo or brunch tayo. Or we would make plans to go hang out, go have lunch, go watch a movie, go out for drinks after the show, go have dinner, go to events. And it was something that I kind of knew you had to do as a radio host because that's what keeps the connection going. Like, 
if you have these experiences with your partner, you go out, you go out on trips with your friends, you go out on trips as a station, that's where the memories start to build. You experience these things together. You have all these stories you can tell, whether on the air or off air. At the very least, you're seen at the events together. And it's a great opportunity to market yourselves as a pair, as a trio, as a tandem, whatever you want to call it. So keeping that connection alive it's something that you have to do as a radio DJ talaga. Lalo na if you want to make sure that that on-air relationship can be as smooth as it can be. And again, it might not be work for some. To me, depending on who the partner was, it could be work. Kasi nga, introverted ako. Okay, so we've established that being a radio DJ really is a full-time job, right? Even though it's not just your typical three or four-hour shift. Here's something that might shock you if you are a radio practitioner from outside the Philippines. From my experience as an FM DJ here in Metro Manila, when you're a DJ, you're not just a presenter or a host or a DJ or whatever you want to call it. You're wearing multiple hats. I'm talking at least five, right? So there's sales and marketing. That's one. Research. That's two. Writing. That's three. Producing and directing, that's four. And then the actual act of hosting and presenting, that's five. All right? So I'm going to go through some of them. Sales and marketing. So this is something that I did for my radio show as early as I would say 2012. So I was lucky enough that when I was training at Mello, I had mentors in Chris and Chloe, both of whom would eventually go on to be my partners, by the way. And they kind of showed me how it was to host a radio show in my prizes. Because drive time, sila, their show was from 4 to 8 p.m. And they would be giving out all sorts of prizes from headphones to gift certificates to whatever products would be sent to the station. Tapos nakapangalan sa kanila. And then it would be up to them how they were going to distribute those prizes among the listeners. From talking to my mentors and just asking questions about how they even got those prizes to begin with, sino ba dapat yung gagastos, that's when I learned that all of those prizes they were giving away, they sourced them themselves. Or I would say 85, 90% of the prizes, they would source them themselves. So they would be pitching to clients for prizes or for sponsorships. They'd be going to meetings. They would be drafting imanga MOA or memorandum of agreement. They would take care of all of that, which blew my mind because... Stations generally have sales and marketing people. But in sales and marketing people, more often than not, they'd be trying to sell the station. And if you're unlucky, they probably wouldn't be selling your particular show or your particular partnership. So I learned early on that I had to know how to sell myself and sell the show to a specific client na client ko talaga and hindi siya necessarily client ng station so that I could get prizes on my own to give away to listeners. Because traditionally, your listeners need a reason to listen to you. And a great pull factor is a prize. Lalo na if it's a prize that people want, whether it's movie tickets or concert tickets or a pair of sneakers, which we've managed to give away. Like, I actually remember giving away a pair of sneakers on the air before. So yeah, sales and marketing. I had to learn that early on. And it's something that I kept doing as my radio career went on and on because... That's how I ended up getting sponsorships with all these clients and friends whose products, services, brands appeared on my Instagram feed over the years. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. All right, next, research. Importante to. And when you say research, you commonly think about reading up on stuff, right? But the thing about being a radio DJ for a pop station is research could be everything from being updated with whatever music is hot right now, whichever artists are making waves, watching popular TV shows and movies at your own expense, mind you. Because yes, we did get free movie tickets at the various stations I've been a part of, but you can't get free tickets to every movie, diba. Right? Not everybody's going to be able to screen The Batman or not everybody's going to be able to screen Spider-Man No Way Home. And if you want to catch those movies and be yung tipong personality na updated talaga with whatever's going on, you have to be able to spend a few. I spent a lot of money on movie tickets, man. Like I remember every weekend, my girlfriend and I would catch any movie that would be sikat, would be talked about just so I could bring that stuff with me to the radio show the following week. So that's out of pocket. Even attending events, like attending concerts. And yes, another misconception is we always get free tickets to concerts. But again, that's not the case because I remember having to spend my own money to go to certain concerts just because I really wanted to see this particular artist or I had to be part of this particular event just so I could bring it back to the show and say, oh yeah, this is what I saw or this is what the experience was like. Because parang field reporter na rin eh, na ka na, Ito yung mga nangyari, ito yung mga nakita mo. Oh, there was this really wild story that happened at this concert. Uh, you have to know what's going on in the city because you're a DJ for a pop station. So attending concerts, even if hindi free yung tickets mo, that's actually part of the research. And then there's waking up in the morning and actually reading the news or checking out what's trending on Twitter. This is something I really had to do when I was doing the morning show over on Wave. Like, I would be sitting there eating my breakfast, having my coffee, and I would legitimately be checking ABS-CBN News, GMA News, checking out what's going on in the country, what's going on abroad, making sure that you're really on top of this stuff. Because during some morning show, we would actually be talking about actual news. So I had to really keep myself updated with all of that stuff. And the trending topics on Twitter, man, don't even get me started because keeping updated with every trending topic on Twitter could be such a bitch. And if you're somebody like me who deals with anxiety because of these global events or national events, nah, really, I have zero control over. It's such a cocktail for anxiety. It's a cocktail for disaster. So at some point, I had to tell myself, nah, I'm going to keep myself updated with what's going on in the news, but the trending topics can just fall by the wayside. Bahala na yun. Like If something's being talked about and I don't get it, 
and I see it's trending, I'm just going to ask a friend. I would rather not go down the rabbit hole of figuring out why so-and-so is trending on Twitter. So there, that takes care of the research. And then there's the writing. And it's something I had to do a lot as well. Now, yung training ko talaga in media is rooted in writing and speaking. So this wasn't super hard. But adjusting my writing from prose, from essays and articles, to writing news bits and traffic updates na dapat 30 seconds to like a minute, that was challenging for me. Because I'm not very concise, as you can probably figure out by now. So I would be figuring out how to write these updates and how to write them in an entertaining way so that they're not repetitive. At one point, I was writing yung mga traffic updates and news updates twice or thrice a day for a four-hour show that I had to literally figure out how to reword certain things like traffic sa EDSA. Okay, that's a universal fact, lalo na kapag drive time. How do you say na traffic sa EDSA over and over again without making it sound repetitive? The lazy thing to do would be to go on air and say, Oh, you've got red stripes all over EDSA. Which I've heard actual DJs say on air, by the way. Like, I was like, this is the laziest shit ever. You pull up your MMDA app and say, Oh, it's traffic from Guadalupe all the way up to Trinoma. Like, can you get any lazier than that shit? What I learned over the years was that there are different ways to write your traffic updates, for example. And if you can identify those little stretches along EDSA, which is the main road, then you'll be able to have a more diversified traffic updates. For example, I remember writing shit like, it's bumper to bumper from Guadalupe all the way up to Shaw Boulevard. But from there, you can step on the gas a little bit as traffic eases up. But as soon as you approach Santolan, expect another gridlock once again, all the way till Trinoma where it's fine smooth sailing from there. And then we would even have yung mga jokes. Like, I remember we would say, na, oh, it's a payday Friday. You know what that means. EDSA is basically a gigantic parking lot from Buendia all the way to Trinoma or wherever. Sometimes we even had these clever jokes. Like, I remember uh, it was the J-Lo concert. I believe it was like 2013 or 2014 or something. And then sabi namin na parang... It's going to be a bumper-to-bumper stretch all the way to the Araneta Coliseum because JLo's fans have been waiting for tonight to dance and love and dance again. So, you know, we were incorporating titles from JLo's songs and all that. So that's pretty fun. That's something I remember from my time uh, writing all these things. You had to write your own content on air. You can't expect like some intern to write that for you. It also probably didn't help na on my own, I'm also very particular about my own writing. Like, I hate having someone else write for me. So, I kind of liked having to write my own stuff because at least from there, alam ko na control ko yung information, control ko yung wording, control ko yung jokes. I took care of everything. So, I kind of like that part. There's also the producing and directing because that's very technical. When you're a radio DJ here in the Philippines, you have to be your own producer and director and more often than not, your own tech guy as well. You handle the console, you handle the board. Like if you watch yung DZMM Teleradio before the shutdown or TV5 right now with their hybrid setup, you watch somebody like Ted Filon. He's actually doing the technical stuff along with the hosting all at once. So when you see somebody handling the board, the console, the faders, fiddling with the switches and the volume and all that stuff, they're actually doing the technical side live. From my experience as an FM radio DJ, being your own producer slash director means handling the board and figuring out which songs to play, when to play them, 
putting the commercials in order, making sure they're actually played at the right time. Because when you're a DJ, you're given a commercial log, which is as close to a script as you'll get in local radio. It basically tells you that if your show is from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., you've got commercials at 7.15, 7.30, 7.45. And then per cluster, which is like every quarter, like 7.15, I think commercials small from sponsor one, sponsor two, sponsor three. So you're taking care of all of that stuff. And then you're also thinking about yung mga sound effects, the imaging and branding material that you're playing. So tinatawag namin na breakers. Like when you hear a station's brand in between songs, like uh, let's say one song ends, then you hear wave 89.1. That's what you call the imaging material. Obviously, I'm doing a horrible job of just illustrating this for you. But the point is, as a DJ, you're taking care of all of this shit and you're also figuring out how you can make your show sound so distinct. So I did that with the sound effects. Like I remember I would put in sound effects from wrestling, from cartoons. I would even include sound effects of people vomiting or people having a shart on air, you know, just, just to make it me, just to inject the show with my own sense of humor. So that's part of producing and being a radio DJ, that's part of your job. And then there's the actual hosting and presenting. So when you think about it, when we zoom out here, that's five different jobs under one person, which is nuts considering that in other countries, you have different people doing all these different jobs. Like I didn't even mention booking your own guests, which sometimes is your responsibility as well. I remember watching this, uh, I remember watching this show called Love on Netflix, which stars Gillian Jacobs from Community. And yung job nung character niya, si Mickey, she's a radio producer. So it was her job to figure out segments, write scripts, introduce guests, bring them on board, really be the liaison between people from management and yung radio host. For me as a DJ, like I had to do all of those things and I was the DJ, I was the host. So sobrang iba yung experience. And I, uh, I, I also remember I was watching a season of Survivor South Africa because I love reality TV. And this one contestant from season six, her name was Jean. And every contestant in these reality TV shows, but they have that job, or their lower third. So next to Jean's name was her job, which was radio producer. And I'm like, what the fuck is a radio producer? And then I saw her montage at work, which they showed on Survivor. And it turns out she was doing the exact same thing that Mickey from Love on Netflix was doing. And I'm like, at least not from my own experiences across the three stations I've worked with for the last 11 or so years. So when I really think about it, radio DJs are some of the most talented and versatile people you could ever employ. I swear to God, like when you're a radio DJ here in the Philippines, you really have to take on all of these jobs. You have to know how to do all of these jobs and you have to do them well. Which really just makes me think that it's so unfortunate that a lot of people continue to have this old school mentality that what you get paid should be commensurate to the amount of work you actually spend in the office. And that's archaic. That should be phased out and retired. We've seen since COVID hit that we can survive with hybrid work setups. We can survive with work from home. We can survive with flexi time. We can survive with output-based work. 
And all of this are generally considered full-time jobs. So why can't that same flexibility be extended towards radio, for example. And look, I'm not trying to start an uprising here. Hindi ko sinasabi sa lahat ng mga DJs na, Tara, magwelga tayo! Let's cause an uprising in the industry! No, I'm, I'm not trying to start a fight here. I'm just saying, I wish that more people could see things differently or that we could adapt to the times because both people in and out of the industry like to think na you should see this as a privilege. You're actually getting paid to talk. You're actually getting paid to play music and you only need to be there three, four hours a day. But the fact of the matter is, when you're there, when you're in the job, you're not just doing the job for three to four hours. You're really putting in a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of mental energy, even outside of the radio station. And that's a full-time job in and of itself. It's a creative job. And I I wish more people could see that it really is just as much as a full-time job, kind of like when you're working a desk job, the nine to five. And I don't say this to disparage anyone. I'm just trying to say, you know, creative jobs, especially in entertainment, they could very well be considered full-time jobs as well. So there, I'm not trying to start a fight here, okay? I'm not trying to say that people should fix things right here, right now. If you're in the system, you're in the industry, and you're in a position to change things or to change mindsets and opinions, good for you. I hope you do that. For me, just having taken a step back, having seen what I've seen, having gone through what I've gone through, I just wish things were different because as they stand, they could be better. They're not perfect. But I also understand that it is what it is and that I can't control everything. So there, I'm going to end my rant right there. I hope it helps you wrap your brain around how being a radio DJ is a full-time job, even if you only really clock in three or four hours a day. As I get out of here, I just want to thank you for listening to On Deck with Stan C. If you love the show, you love the content you're hearing, please consider supporting the show with your online shopping over on Lazada. There's another sale, Kase 33, and everything you need, hashtag Nasa Lazada Yan. So if you want to support the show through your online shopping at no extra cost to you, please type this URL on your mobile phone browser. It's podlink.co slash on deck Lazada. Again, it's podlink.co slash O-N-D-E-C-K-L-A-Z-A-D-A. It'll take you straight to the app. From there, add to cart and checkout and a portion of what you spend. We'll keep the lights on here at the show and at Podcast Network Asia. Again, at no extra cost to you. So once again, that's podlink.co slash Lazada. Next week, I'm going to be talking about some more stories from my time in the radio industry. And I'm going to have some fun with myself. I'm going to engage in some self-deprecating humor because that's how we like to celebrate ourselves here on this podcast. So let me tell you the stories about how I ended up with egg on my face and just really made an idiot out of myself as a radio DJ. Like I told you, I wanted to get into radio because I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be this really undeniable chick magnet. And even when I was already a DJ, I was still finding ways to fucking embarrass myself. I'm going to share some of those stories on next week's episode. Until then though, please stay safe. Keep those double masks on and... Try to stay home unless it's absolutely necessary. Go out and get your vaccines and your boosters and come May 2022. Please, parang awa nyo na. In the words of Angelica Panganiban, huwag bumoto ng magnanakaw at huwag na rin bumoto ng mga hindi sumisipot sa mga debate. Alright? Okay! Alright! That's it. I'm gonna yank myself out of here now. Stan C out. Thank you very much and I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. 
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 